On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing 1991's Eve of Destruction, starring Gregory Hines with Aaron Neuwirth from Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. I knew we were doing some robot research, but this thing is, is incredible. Incredible is not a strong enough word. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 42. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster who doesn't take too kindly to being called a bitch, Colin. I'm ready to talk about this, you bitch. Today we are here to discuss Eva Destruction from 1991. Colin, what is Gregory Hines up to this week? A terrorist hunter is hired by a scientist to deactivate her android double, a walking, talking, murderous nuclear bomb which has gone amok in the big city and is about to explode. Eve of Destruction is written and directed by Duncan Gibbons and stars Gregory Hines, Renee Sutenyuk, Michael Green, and Kurt Fuller. And yes, folks, this movie is from the 90s, so we have, making his fourth appearance on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, Aaron Neuwirth. Hey, hey, hey. I'm here for this movie because all 90s are what I do, and this is important. This is, yes. Yours, somehow you've become the official 90s expert on this show, even though we've all lived through it. 90s, man. This movie, you get, like, Brandon, you, 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 you informed me that this was the next choice, and because it's 90s, I may need to stop by for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I immediately chose, I immediately said yes because Gregory Hines, Cyborgs. 90s yes like all of <laughs> I, yeah like, I, so, like uh when brandon and i were trying to figure out you know the next movie midas said like well you want to do another gregory hines movie and he's like well how about eve of destruction and i had never heard of it and i looked at the trailer i was like oh my god i gotta see this movie <laughs> yeah the the thrills certainly came to life as i watched yes. gregory hines in this procedural about a colonel <laughs> going after a rogue cyborg. <laughs> the, the screen certainly came alive as Gregory Hines read his lines while a camera shot him. Yeah, this is not peak Hines. This is definitely <sighs> Eve of Destruction, Gregory Hines. He's like, you want to pay me to be there? I'll be there. Yeah, okay, sure. The robot's dancing. cool. Dancing, no dancing, no dancing. Okay, okay, all right. Can I show him a midriff? I don't. All right, I'll just phone it in then. I don't care. Yeah, I saw Terminator. I like, it was cool. I like. I like how Gregory Hines is. He's like a colonel, and like his his like action attire is like a tucked in shirt, long sleeve, <laughs> yes. and like a, a nice thrift store jacket. He's got like <laughs> he's slacks. like uh he's got the Cary Grant tuck going on. Probably some loafers. <laughs> I know. Like when I when I saw him, like you don't see a lot of action heroes wearing slacks and loafers. <laughs> like, he should be wearing like tactical gear or something intimidating. Not just like, well, your uncle came to visit. Like, those are the clothes he's wearing. You're going to get into this plot, Brandon, but like, as I was waiting for Gregory Hines' first appearance, I'm like, how is he going to factor into this movie? And there was a shot very early on where it's like a, it's, it's like a remote location. I was like, oh, is he going to be like one of those guys who like used to be in the game, but like retired and they have to call him back because they need his skills? Like, just like Commando or like, I don't know, like, like MacGruber is basically what I was thinking. Of. Yes, like, yeah. we, need you, we need you back. We need you back, McQuaid. <laughs> That's the, and then it, it wasn't that at all, and I was disappointed. Oh. But still. <laughs> True. Uh, but before we dig into it, we, we have a bit a news item, Cullen. A news item. <laughs> the hell? Neil Breen. He's uh, tweeted out that he's looking for a film investor. And 
he's in uh he's in pre-production for his fifth theatrical film as oh, producer sh- he'd like you to send him a direct message with your contract info if interested you guys could get in on the Breenaverse. That's how movies are made, folks. That's how movies are made. So if you want to be part of the Breen machine, look them up on Twitter or something. I'm not going to give you the information because I don't, I don't care to. If you would like us to continue our series on Neil Breen on Cult Cinema <laughs> Cavalcade, it's going to cost you. Yeah, we know there's one that we still have to do. Still not available to our liking. Correct. That is correct. But yeah, uh, Neil Breen. Um decliner of coming on the show looking for money for a new movie that's that that's our news item well i mean does this buying his previous movie does that count as being an investor for the next movie it's probably still paying off that previous one what is it uh, called yeah. finding what is it what is it what's the oh there's pass through that was the most recent one there's double down there's i am here now and fateful findings. That, is that fateful the one? Find, the fateful findings. That's what I was thinking it's of. The the uh, the Amazon Prime one is fateful findings. I, I <laughs> wait. Is that on, is that on Amazon? Like, oh yeah, on Amazon. Oh yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Yes. Oh, boy, yeah. I've I've yet to see a Neil Breen. That's um, a good place piece, to start. But but yeah, the, I I me and uh, uh, friends of out now here and Ava Jordan Grout. We watched the trailer for Fateful Findings. We're like we need to see this movie, and we missed our opportunity to do so. But that's a. Uh, that is a film that I, I, I've i listened to you guys talk about. It seems certainly like something that can't be missed and a big <laughs> convincing uh, push for anyone that wants to invest in, in some kind of film and thinks, you know what, I have this money. Why not spend it on Neil Breen? If you want to feel like your your brain is melting, that's the movie to watch. In all, that, is, that is an accurate description of it. In all honesty, he probably just needs 50 bucks. We've seen his movies. That's right. He just needs a... You know, a budget for the canned tuna. That's all he needs. There we go. Ooh. He's got plenty of sleeveless shirts, so Or maybe he'll just he'll just forego the shirts this time and just show us his his sagging body. <laughs> oh, Neil Breen looking for money. Speaking of looking for money, we're looking for Eve of Destruction. Ninety one film in the latter years of Gregory Hines' career. Uh, speaking of, of money and Eve of Destruction, did you, either of you happen to look up the budget for this film? I don't. I didn't look it up, but I'm going to take a wild in the dark and say about sixteen dollars yeah. and twenty. Or Ooh. ouch, Brand, Brandon, budget? do you have a guess as to how much it is? Twelve million dollars. I'll say. I'll say under twenty. Under twenty. Okay. It is. It was made for thirteen oh, million dollars. All right. Would, would anyone like to guess the gross? It's like for the two, movie? two million. Oh boy, yeah, I'll, yeah, under five. <laughs> it, it's just over five million dollars. Okay. Okay. So not a hit for Gregory Hines. Does he have hits? Well, I guess running scared. Running scared was a sizable hit. Running. Well, I mean that's not like that's not oh, okay. a Hines vehicle. That's a Hines crystal vehicle. Also my favorite soda, Hines <laughs> crystal. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's got the Hines. New York taste the kids love. You don't see many like Hines leading man roles. Yeah, in, exactly. In which movies. is why I think like he's kind of disappeared from like you know. Like public conscious because he used to be like top dog actor back in the day. Like he, well, he's a name. Yeah, for sure. He's just, that's I why I saw Renaissance Man. Once he started wearing shirts that went all the way down to his waist, it just wasn't the was, same. We'll talk about him in a leather jacket and in uh, the pants that go above his waist. So we start this movie with a guy in a hotel room. He looks like a hitman getting ready, slicking his hair back with gloves on, and he gets room service. And we see it's a two-way mirror that he's looking into. It's been analyzed by some sort of, like, science team. Is it the same science team from Spider-Man 3 that was uh, watching the Sandman Project? Is that what? That's what yes. Yeah. Remind <laughs> me of. Yep. This test is being run by uh, Dr. Eve Simmons and her team. And this, this guy starts to jitter up, and we find out, oh, he's a robot. And there's some other scientist guy pressuring Eve to get this done while in another room there's a robot that looks just like her being tested and that's eve eight and we get credits with music that did not play enough in this film because you hear that music yeah. you're, yes this is going to be what i wanted it to be and that music disappears till i think the end yeah, yeah. If, if, if the music really amps you up for a more actiony action movie than this yeah you're like oh is. yeah this is going to be this is going to be yeah. something and it it's it's a little bit of a it's false there's a subway train that Eve 8 rides while there's a guy kind of shadowing her. Then a man with elegant yes, hockey the mullet. hair. 
hits on her. And uh, yeah, he hits on her in the the subway. You staying here long? No. Quick in and out, huh? But she then goes to a bank as a robbery takes place, and everyone hits yeah, everyone hits the deck but her. And as robbers shout at her, the guy shadowing her gets up to shoot, but he gets blasted with a shotgun. She does too, but she just keeps going and takes out all the robbers. Yeah, it's like you know when I think of dark, when I now after seeing Eve of Destruction, when I think of bank robbery scenes, it's like Point Break, Heat, Dark yes. Knight, and this movie. Like that's the essentials. You know, <laughs> it's it's. it's yeah, these are the ones I assume other movies take influence from the the amount of tension and visual intrigue going on in the big robbery scene here. We then move to this military operation drug bust thing going on in Mexico, and there's these mercenaries and there's these hostages inside this house, and one's Gregory Hines, who is he plays Colonel Jim McQuaid, and he gets up and he shoots the military guys <laughs> up and. Doesn't that sound like a Schwarzenegger? Oh no, that's name? what they're going for. That's the the action, the action <laughs> name. I'd love to know the list of people they asked before Gregory Hines <laughs> for this role. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I have no doubt that they already had the name of the character written, oh, yeah. and like Schwarzenegger type, and like yeah. down the list how they got to Gregory Hines as action man to solve this problem. Well. Who, who do you think would be more intimidating, Gregory Hines or Billy Crystal oh, in this role? Probably Gregory Hines. I would, I would give him that. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish Billy Crystal was the Oh, that'd cyborg. be good. I mean, imagine <laughs> get the chemistry going and have to fight off evil. Scared of destruction. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. We've, the movie's already better. Just from this conversation. I can just p- picture the production meetings I, where, like, yeah, Schwarzenegger passed. Okay. Well, what about no Van Damme passed? Oh man, like Keanu? No, Keanu passed. Uh, I know a guy who what? knows Gregory Hines. You think he'd be interested? The tap dancer? That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You think he'd be interested? <laughs> we gotta be in shape. You gotta be in shape to tap dance. So get him out here. I know. You, I know you played the trailer that actually trails yes. last week's episode, but or, or two weeks ago, the previous episode. But I, I can only the the use of this sequence to introduce Heinz. This is what I want to edit the entire trailer around. Where like this, you know, you have trailer voice like in a world where cyborgs run rampant, one man, and they're like cutting back and forth to like everyone invading this house, and they take the blindfold off and they're yes. Heinz. Just the, the way it unfolds is because I keep wondering, like, yeah. what's Heinz gonna get to this movie? And sure enough, he's like being held hostage in some like fake exotic location ah! <laughs> like in that trailer it looks like uh, once he's revealed that like, he's gonna rip out somebody's throat you know it's like this is gonna be intense uh-huh. then it's just like okay hang on we're, we're done with the hostage situation let me put on some slacks and then we'll be on our way it's like watching your dad like randomly like attack people and like walk his <laughs> way <laughs> yes <laughs> and that like in a badass falling down way just like how, as your dad would do it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's like what? Yeah, watching your dad. Like, if there's like, there's, a, there's, there's a bunch of enemies and an armchair on the other end of the room. So he has to get that armchair. So he's just like casually killing people on the way. Who's <laughs> well, got bursitis? So he's yeah. got to get off his feet. So <clears throat> he grills all the soldiers about screwing up the mission, not giving a hundred percent, and uh, they'll learn their lesson later. Don't you guys worry. And a chopper comes with orders to pick him up. At home, we see Eve with her son, who's drawing a... This is a man, this huh? is a woman, this is a vagina. <laughs> what? Mom, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Those are tits. Who taught you that? Not daddy, I swear. Tim, they're breasts. The other word's not nice, okay? Okay, breasts. Want to know what those are called? Those? You tell me. Balls. I love the way that the kid said, like he points it out and then how he says yes. balls. This is my favorite character in the movie. Why couldn't the movie have been about this child? Yeah, I feel like I could I could feel the kid's breath coming out as he was saying balls. Like he's yeah, just balls. like he just really like shouted it. <clears throat> oh my god. No, that was that kid's favorite acting role, at least up to that I point. Balls. And that what I that kid that kid also starred in a Kindergarten Cop as one of his credits as well. So I mean he, he yeah. really Ran, ran the gamut on saying things that were like dirty but adorable because he's wow. a child. He got to yeah. he got to be in movies with action heroes Gregory Hines and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> what a right. career! 
Also, this this kid's like got a coloring book of naked people, right? That was that's what he had, right? I thought he like drew them. It, yeah, it was like yeah. an education. It was well, it, it was like an educational coloring book. It's the, uh, not a coloring book, probably, but like just like a because he was like learning about things in school. But it was like these are okay. This is this is strangely anatomically correct for like a children's <laughs> book. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It was like uh, me, not photorealistic, but it was accurate. You know, it wasn't like cartoony drawings. It was like a dick and tits, as the kid said. He didn't say dick, he said balls. But whatever. The point is, you could tell what you were looking at. She gets a phone call and has to leave, and so she has her maid send her son back to the airport and says, Oh, and remember, they're called testicles. It would be great if that had been like an end kill line. Remember, they're called testicles. <laughs> Or put yes. that on the poster. <laughs> Even destruction. Remember, they're called testicles. Gregory <laughs> Hines. <laughs> uh, so McQuay. It's got him like a tap. Got him in a ta- tap dance move with the gun with the laser sight. <laughs> uh, McQuaid arrives at some military building. It's not the Pentagon, is it? No, it's just like no, generic. It's just yeah, some government okay. installation. And he meets. Uh, kind of place. He meets a. Uh, uh, there's a general, <laughs> and he meets Bill Schneider, which is Kurt Fuller, who's always oh, oh, good to see. Yes, the the. Yeah, yeah, if you the, can't get James Redhorn, yes. you get Kurt Fuller. And if it's a B movie, you definitely go for Kurt Fuller. There, someday we'll be on here talking about his uh, wonderful por- performance in No Holds Barred. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Is that is that in the nineties? No, it's like oh, sorry, Aaron. I'm sorry, Aaron. This, this <laughs> is the cut, guys. I'm sorry. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. No, Aaron Newer. He, he had a big year. He had No Holds Barred and Ghostbusters oh. too. That was a that was a good Kurt Fuller year. Whew. So there's a pressing problem with this country's best-kept secret, they tell him, and he watches a video on the history of robotics. By the way, this will be lost on you guys and probably the rest of the audience. I need to say it, though. Uh, when they first show the robot at the very at the beginning of this package, it looks a lot like a android from the British TV show Red Dwarf. Mm, it looks okay, like okay. the eyes don't look the same, but otherwise it looks a lot like it. It's... I immediately yelled out, Crichton, and it freaked me out. But I continued to watch the movie because I'm <laughs> professional. So Dr. Doctor Eve, she's been used for looks, body, and memories in the ma- in the making of Eve 8. During this time, we see Eve 8 go to a gun shop, and then we go back to the military meeting. You mean where you can buy guns wholesale? wholesale? You buy Uzi's wholesale. Did see, but did you see how wholesale oh, was spelled Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like who? I I don't think I'd want to buy guns from someone that doesn't understand how to spell wholesale. Doesn't need, seem like you should be giving that person money. We need to point out the error of making a cyborg that looks exactly like the lead scientist involved in designing the right. cyborg. Like that was that was not a or, and yeah. injecting it with the exact memories of this person. Like this seems like we should have not done this. I feel like I feel like we've learned things just from other robot movies in general, let alone. You know, common sense. I feel like this is a bad idea from the start. They really let her run with this, though, I guess. Well, they're scientists, but they don't have imaginations. They, you know, they're just the nuts and bolts people. So it's like, all right, uh, I don't know how to draw, so we'll make it look like Eve. Done. Go. Keep moving. At the military meeting, they're briefing McQuaid on the bank robbery and saying that when she got shot, it screwed up her inner workings, so they have no trace on her anymore. And her inner workings were apparently yeah, in her side. Yeah, just That's, just enough to yeah. mess. <laughs> or she puts like a fruit, like she puts like a fruit roll up over it. Oh yeah, I, I, thought, I was wounds. like, is that a piece of her jacket or what is it? <laughs> yeah, like what did she get? Like a piece of leather to put yeah. over herself? What what is that? Yeah, fruit leather. Yeah, yeah. fruit leather. Yes. <laughs> That's what her skin is out of, I'm sure. Don't put her in the sun. Schneider then talks about battlefield mode, in which she'll protect herself from terminal harm. Uh, Eve 8 goes to a store, and she buys this red jacket that she likes. And then Dr. Eve shows up at the facility and meets McQuaid. And she's like, something wrong? And he's like, nah, you just look familiar. <laughs> and they are at odds, as she's not familiar with him. And then Eve 8, as we said, she checks in a motel room, and... We see she's bought an Uzi, and then she puts whatever that is over her wound. And Dr. Eve then shows schematics of Eve 8's inner workings as they are figuring out how to stop her. And Eve 8 can pass as human, but 
parts have no medical function. So she's got like a heart in her, but it it's meaningless. It's just there. Again, the the design of this it was like in order to like pass through security, they need to make sure that she has like a heart inside her because yeah. of his very thorough checks, I guess. But I don't, I don't know what, what the logic was. She'll bleed, but she won't die. That's what they say. Those are for like really deep cavity searches mm-hmm. at the airport. Like, I'm hitting a heart. Okay, it's good. Yeah. Let him through. We get a lot of shots of like her inner workings. By the way, do we see like constant like flush tunnels that lead to things that? Are just kind of like, all right, yeah, we had extra budget, so we'll make sure to show some, like, our version of <laughs> cyborg parts, I guess. It reminded me of the old Disney World ride Body Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Ep- That'll was be that long- an Ep- Epcot? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think it was an Epcot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't expect anyone else to I remember Body know Wars, what yeah. I was talking about. I, I was um, just thinking, like, it was, like, B-roll from the unused version of... Um, What's the Dennis Quaid movie? Oh, uh, Interspace. Inter, yeah. Interspace. Uh, inter, interspace. Yeah, Interspace. It, it has that kind of feel, sure. It's like a souped-up fantastic voyage. So, like, yeah. By the way, this is this is what, yeah. 1991, right? This is, this is, and it's obviously inspired by, like, the Terminator, right? You know, this is the same year that Terminator 2 came out. What a world of difference a budget mm-hmm. makes for that, because that movie looks fantastic. And, like, just this movie, just look, it looks almost as gritty as the Terminator did like, versus the sequel yeah. that came out the same year. One of the pro- one of the yeah, pro- this looks really dated, One of the too. producers on this film was like, huh, good luck, T2. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the work print of Eve of Destruction. Got, yeah, let's just say Heinz is about to be the new bad boy in town. <laughs> He's back! <laughs> Do you like your action heroes with a sleepy face? Eve of Destruction. What did this Night- come out? What, what, what date did this get? January. January. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. oh, they had the jump on T2 also. Oh man, it's like a volcano. It was like a volcano. Dante's Pizza. Yeah. Right <laughs> who who was it gonna be? Was it gonna be Even Destruction or Terminator Two? We're still talking about to this day. What a <laughs> yeah. what a shocker it was. You know, having heard you say that this came out in January, that makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> this week of a January release. <laughs> well, there's an opening. Oh, when? Uh, January? Well, it's theaters, right? Probably. <laughs> so you can't kill her by hitting her upper or lower body, but you have to, like, right her right and left eyes, like, straight in the skull should terminate her motor activity. And, and then Gregory Hines <coughs> delivers such comedy when he says, Bullet for either eye should terminate all motor activity. So I guess the eyes have it then, huh, Doc? <sighs> hmm. Ah! <laughs> That's more of the... Wonderful comedy you get from Gregory Hines in this movie. Just like when uh, Dr. Eve asked him what's his specialty, and he said uh, lasagna with basil sauce. Oh, that's right, yep. (sighs) But it's so bothersome because I know Gregory Hines can deliver Yeah, because you were laughing at it last episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This time it's just like, well... We gotta get through three scenes It's like they filmed it after like ten minutes of him going, I ain't saying this. No, I'm not saying this. Did he just have a heavy meal? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Eve 8 goes for a drive, and McCoy, at this time in the military facility, is given a gun with a huge laser pointer on it. Like, this is your, like, super badass James Bond robot-killing weapon. It's, that, like, the most, like, awful-looking, it's, it's inconvenient, and And they use it all <laughs> over the posters. Like, Gregory Hines with a it cool looks- sci-fi gun. And it doesn't even ultimately do anything. It's like, aim. It that's all it is. It. Like that's the extent that it aims. <laughs> it looks. It's like a knockoff Battlestar Galactica gun, like from the yeah, old series. It is garbage. It's, it's so clunk. It's oh man. It's it's bad. How it's long, long is that barrel? It's like a foot long. <laughs> it also happens to be one of the government's best kept. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> More of those. Well, yeah, because no one wants to know about it. It's like that's the goofiest damn gun I've ever seen. It looks like you'd buy it at a dollar store. uh, He's given that gun, and Dr. Eve is given a beeper from Snyder that will tell her if Eve 8 goes nuclear, because that was a good idea when building a robot. Yeah, why would they have a robot with a nuclear device within it just walking around? In in case of war, they would fly her, and she'd just walk into somewhere and blow up. I mean, is that the mentality? It goes hand in hand with having a a useless heart, by the way. I mean, it just makes sense. Well, you figure that they'd want that, that heart not to be in there. She'll run lighter without all that extra yep. weight. I don't know. Or, or, you know, you take that heart out, that's more. That's room for more nuclear devices. Uh, but why would, like, okay, you're, you're, you're testing it out. 
certainly th- this is a beta of the, of the robot, right? Why are you putting all the features in it when you send it out? Like the thing that can wipe out 20 to 30 Beta blocks. Eve of construction of Does destruction. Uh, no, you gotta you gotta take her out to a desert and try her out, right? Yeah. Well, once you install the nuclear device in her, sure. But otherwise, just you know, isn't it enough that she has the potential to murder a bunch of people? Why do you also have to insert the thing that can cause nuclear fallout? Different time. And her te- what was her what was her test mission? Was <laughs> it like they didn't know about nuclear fallout in the nineties? You're withdraw right. Withdraw twenty dollars from checking account. Go. Was that her first test? Was that what it really was? Because it wasn't stop bank heist. That that was an accident. No, it was just like wander around Subway yeah. and whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the tough stuff. You know, Snyder said they have nothing to worry about with the nuclear stuff. Because, yeah, right. And then uh, McQuaid, a marksman, he'll aim for the eyes. And there's something they're not telling him. You know, it's this nuclear stuff. They have a lead on Evade's purchases. And they know she has a gun and is given a was given a detailed map of Northern California. And so she stops, which spell spells oh, yeah. deadly to me. It's on. Uh, she stops at a country motel and orders a pink lady and some drunk guys take notice of her at the jukebox. And one of them goes to talk to her and the other guys go call him greedy. And he says, hey, one for all, all for one. They all they, they find that pretty funny. And uh, Eve eight says she wants to hear yeah. Janice Joplin when she's uh, talking to this guy. And the guy says, what do you say you and me? Step into the nineties. We should, Gross. you know what? You know what? Top of every cult cinema cavalcade nineties movie, we should have Aaron say, "What do you say, you and me step into the 90s? <laughs> God, that's perfect. Uh, I'd also like to point out that the guy that goes up to—he looks like his name could be like Eve. Scott Norris, right? Well, that... <laughs> like Chuck's cousin. He... He's he's one of the he's one of those actors that's just been on you know like every TV show and bit parts and stuff like that. But I know him from when he was on Nine Hundred Two and O when he played Kevin. He stole all of Dylan McKay's money, which caused Dylan to uh, relapse into drugs and alcohol. So don't like this guy. So, <laughs> no, he's a turd in every performance that he gives. Well, Eve Eight likes him and says, "Why don't they just take a room?" And Dr. Eve and McQuaid at this time are flying over highways looking for her in a chopper. He wants to know more about Dr. Eve because he thinks it'll help find Eve 8. So Eve 8 starts getting freaky with this guy, and but starts backing out. But he, he sticks her pearls in his pants, and then she decides to go all in with him. The cops find Eve 8's car in the parking lot, and then through his crotch hole, this dude pulls the pearls from, his, from it, and... Uh, he says, now for the big surprise. And his buddies are outside listening, like giggling, like, Cletus going to get some. Yeah. How, how old are these guys? <laughs> I mean, at, at a certain point, it's not really appropriate. But, we, you know, when you're discovering sex and you're younger or whatever, you do things. At that point, <laughs> these are full grown men. Why, why are they doing this? <laughs> well, then he makes the mistake. Of calling her a bitch. And then she bites his dong off. She gives her the old last. That's right, yes. Yeah. We assume that she bites it off, even though there's no blood on her right. face at all. Well, but she had her, like, it almost seems like it was gonna, like, she was gonna spit something out when the other guys broke in. I was gonna be like, oh, that's disgusting. But uh, they, they didn't, they didn't yeah. go that far. That's, that's what I was waiting for, honestly, for, for her to spit it at them or wipe her mouth just any kind of indication as to what happened but for all we know i don't know he had a charlie horse we don't you know we, we didn't see anything so well, you know what's funny is like i love how it's like oh the word bitch sets her off it's like that sets off most women and unless they're unless yeah, you're, we, unless you're a look- female rap artist from the late 90s or early 2000s n- none of them take that word with pride yeah but we'll, we'll learn the, oh the yeah there's a deeper you know, that come from when you call her a bitch it means mm-hmm. something different Time to step into the nineties. <laughs> so his his friends run in and she fights them off. He throwing one through a door and breaks the other's arm. And there's some cops waiting outside for Eve Eight, and she comes out and just mows them all down with her Uzi. And other cops shoot her from behind their cars, and she takes them out. And she escapes as a car explodes behind her. She goes, "Hey, this movie's made for thirteen million dollars, or twelve. I can't, guys." Well, 
a, a ton of cops oh, yeah. in this movie. I need to point that out. This is a very cop dead heavy movie. I'm <laughs> uh, I'm one of those people that whenever I see someone fire into a car, I expect it to blow. One of them up. did. I, I I know, and that and that's fine. Any I'm really disappointed anytime if there's a car accident or a car doesn't blow up in a movie. I'm one of those people. I want the explosion movie physics. There we go. She also decided not to look back till after it exploded, so it made right. it extra cool. She, she oh, also yeah, didn't yeah. notice she got shot in the chest That's... too during this, and then she. Yeah. It happens. But <laughs> yeah, she was concerned. Her fruit, leather, fruit leather. Her fruit leather. She was concerned about the fruit. <laughs> Like, I'm all out of strawberry. I'm going to have to go with a wild berry. That doesn't look right. <laughs> the the chopper lands at the scene, and McQuaid talks to the police chief and sees all the aftermath. And after seeing it, he calls back to the general and lets him know the media is going to be on this. So, And Dr. Eve wanders into the bar, and and as the bartender's exactly describing her, because he's describing Eve 8 and what she was doing at the bar, Dr. Eve realizes that she knows the place and why Eve 8 came there. And she used to live near there for a while and used to drive by it all the time but never had the guts to go in there and it's a local hooker joint apparently i i didn't see any other hookers uh, yeah. i wasn't looking for uh, she them. thinks that eve acted out a fantasy of hers and he's like so this device of yours is is horny as well as psychopathic huh? it's quite a combination of this device of yours is horny as as well as psychopathic so she had a fantasy about being a hooker Dr. Eve did. Well, she had a troubled background, so okay. you know, it, it, it adds up. Only, I could get, only if I could get away from this man and become a hooker. McQuaid decides to have stakeout set at her maker's old haunts. Also, they look up a guy named Bill Simmons, and not, the, not to be confused with, yep, convinced with the me. former ESPN writer, yeah. Bill Simmons. <laughs> Eve 8 is driving and has a memory of a man beating a woman from the point of view of a child, and she's interrupted when a guy rudely is riding her on the road and honking. He passes her and yells at her and then brake checks her. And he's driving normally on the road. She catches up to him and rear ends him repeatedly before driving off the road. And she watches as he tries to get back on the road and then speeds up and jackknifes him. But this crash may- arms her nuclear self. I, yeah, this yeah. is my favorite scene of the movie. <laughs> like this, like, this, this, well, this and the ending. We'll get to the ending. But the, the, I mean, this whole car chase bit, which one thing had a pretty good stunt in it when it had when the car was trying to pass her and then it. Came oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Like, that, that's a, like that's not that's not an easy thing to pull off. That looked that actually looked <clears> pretty <throat> thrilling for what it is. Yeah. The the whole like the guy's like reactions to things, the way he was just yelling and like screaming, and then he was like on the phone obnoxiously like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get the reports in by Friday. They get hit. Like, what? <laughs> no, like, it's just like everything that's going on was so. Oh, like, yeah. It was like it was basically like watching a slasher movie, just like the the most over the top kind of slasher movie. Yeah. Like it yeah. Was, there, it was there is zero sympathy for this guy because he, you know, he's introduced by tailgating her. Like he's like so close to her car, he's practically in her car. And they, you know, like you said, he's on the fucking car phone. He's talking about, hey, that's just business, man. Like everything he does sets him up to be the biggest douchebag imaginable. Oh yeah, there's no they, there's, the movie knows he's not sympathetic. He's just an easy kill in a short time. So yeah. I guess he can't make him likable. I guess when he was run off the road, I was really hoping that he would run into a tree and and the car would explode. I was disappointed with that. Well, it went even bigger because yeah, they had, her, they had her yeah like you had her crush him and then like she's just like screaming going nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> That was that was ridiculous. Like the like the the front of the car like crushed in on her and she screamed and like, what the shit happened? Uh, Doctor Eve tells McQuaid that she's been activated and he wants to know what that means. It means she's now on a twenty four hour clock before she goes nuclear. Or maybe she just digested that dick that she bit off earlier and that's what activated. Which right. <laughs> the nuclear device like oh twenty four hours gotta so like what if they needed to fly her somewhere or I. I don't know. Never mind. It, at least, at least uh, McQuaid had his G-Shock watch to That's keep true. track of the yes. time. That, that was important. There's a lot of shots of his, <laughs> of his watch. I, I like seeing his, his G-Shock watch. Eve hitchhikes a ride and hijacks a Jeep from a guy, which he just pulls up, and he's like, what? Well, I, I love that. <laughs> he pulls over, and she says, I need your Jeep. He says, you can't have my Jeep. It's and it. The, like, literally, the next shot is her driving the yeah. Jeep. 
I heard the I heard the Coen Brothers took inspiration out of oh, yes. Old Man, where you just have, don't even have shots of uh, sugar taken. That you just see next, the, you know, it just cuts to a shot of him cleaning out the cars. They were like Javier, Javier. You remember Eve of Destruction? Of of course. So it reminds me of the Captain America movie in the '90s, where Captain America's superpower was faking being sick to steal cars. Yes. That's what uh, I imagine. That's what happened. That's how she stole the jeep. Classic so cap. she rides, she takes the jeep to Mount St. Helena and arrives at Bill Simmons' house. And Simmons, played by an uncredited Kevin McCarthy from uh, yeah, Body Snatchers really, and UHF really fame. Yeah, he's coming off UHF. He answers and tells, she tells him uh, Victor Montoya told her where he was. And McQuaid and Dr. Eve are on the trail to Simmons' house and work with police on a strategy. Schneider is on the phone's working on who is the ship blamed for this one. He's like, ah, Iraqis, Libyans, whoever on top of your shit list. Which, you know, Libyans, back to the future, you know, right? The Libyans. Yeah, the Libyans. Uh, McQuaid <laughs> has his military guys from the beginning of the movie for backup on this mission. It's like nighttime now. And he goes in the house solo with his super science fiction gun and finds Simmons on the floor and he's hurt. Eve ate and then breaks out of a closet and they brawl. And Dr. Eve goes to enter and talk to Eve ate. But as she enters the enters the house, Eve eight breaks Simmons' neck and then begins opening fire as McQuaid screams for her to get out. Eve eight then begins taking out military guys as she escapes. And then Schneider, he's pissed and he's like, "Your boy fucked up, General. We had her." Like, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> you had nothing. Typical Kurt Fuller. Gre- Gre- Gregory Hines took took on Eve eight with with his you know bare hands though, and he he came out alive. So I mean, good on him. Didn't make it, yeah. <laughs> I also I I have a question for you guys. How did she, okay, she went to see her her father, okay, cool, great, got it. She got that information from uh, this guy, uh, Montoya. How did she know Montoya or know how to find him? It's the same way the the military people looked up Montoya, didn't they? She, uh, when they were doing their... She had access to Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if a trail points to a certain way, then they... She might have had that in her memory that she knew of, because she had Eve's memories. So I call you can bullshit. call bullshit, but I'm just you asked a question. <laughs> I remember, I remember like Kurt Fuller and them where they were, they were looking up like stuff, and there's on the computer there was Victor Montoya, which was leading them to Simmons. And then when she got there, she mentioned Montoya. So I imagine maybe she looked in some. Maybe she did she have databases in her computer to or in herself to look up stuff. I would just assume so. She has detailed memories of, you know, the the Eve she's based on. She could probably access, yeah. a, you know, the internet <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it we could point. probably, I mean, figure out that Eve knew where her father was most of the time. I don't know, but garbage. Um, That's my response. <laughs> she's. We're talking about a, a cyborg woman that can go nuclear, but finding a man. Bullshit. It's a, it's about the details, Brandon. Not about the broad strokes. <laughs> So McQuaid asks what Dr. Eve meant by he didn't kill her and because she said that or something. She was, she was yelling, yelling at, yeah, at Gregory, Gregory Hines. Hines. And then yeah. she then opens up about the night her father was drunk and killed her mom by throwing her into an oncoming car over a, over a fight about letting him drive drunk. <laughs> I love his line. I'm not drunk, I'm happy. One of the greatest in the movie. So then she thinks Eve 8 is on her way to New York to get to her son Timmy, which I don't know how this robot's putting together this trajectory. Yeah, it. I, I was honestly, I, I was a bit bored during this section, and I was kind of losing track of things as they were happening at this point. It's like, okay, she's going for the kid now. And she the, went to go right, live okay, out a right. hooker fantasy to, to her father. Like, it. I guess you like the doctor just thinks like, well, let's see, my mental state's erratic, so I bet that this robot we built is the same way. Yeah. So at the military place, a man says that the president is going to have to be told about all of this, and Schneider and General tell him that he's got to hold off. It's do or die now, and the guy's like, then do it. Well, a stakeout's happening across the street from her son's apartment building, and her ex-husband is learning Russian in one window. Because that's cool now. It's 1991. Cold War's over, right? Yeah. When that was happening, I thought, is this going to matter in a few minutes? It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. He's just <laughs> he's just doing it. He could have been reading a book. Instead, he's learning right. Russian. Yep. F it. A man with giant binoculars is watching. Like, those things are huge. There's, there's big binoculars, but then there's these, <laughs> like, 
top secret level prop binoculars. They were so powerful, I'm surprised they didn't have x-ray vision on them. Yeah, and a suspicious woman enters the building, so they have a guy enter, and then they find the bell the bellhop, codename Unit 3, dead. And they're like, the target is in the building. And Eve 8 shows up at the apartment, and her, her ex-husband's like, that's a different look. And she demands to see Timmy. Because she's, cause she's still in her, uh, her right. hooker outfit. Things are calm, and the husband offers coffee. While making it, Dr. Eve calls and tells him it's not her and that his life is in danger, instructs him to get Timmy out of there. He takes the news pretty pretty well, by the way. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. panic or freak out. It's like, oh, one of these situations. Oh, you, and your, you and your robots. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's why we got divorced in the first place. I didn't want your crazier cyborg coming into my house and kidnapping my kid. It's exactly what happened. I moved to the other side of the country to avoid this situation. Still bit me in the well, ass. Go in the elevator. They'll be in the lobby, and McQuaid waits in the lobby with that laser pointed firmly at the elevator, and it opens with just the husband lying there. I know. What if any? What if anyone else came down in the elevator? Wait. How How would you like to be greeted with Gregory Hines pointing a gun at you? I'd be very yes. confused because I'd be thrilled by the prospect of seeing. Oh, are you Hines, Gregory Hines? I mean, it's like, oh, that's Gregory Hines, but it's like, why is he pointing a gun at me? I don't, I don't understand the situation. Like, what I do to you, Gregory Hines? Are you, are you, are you doing Running Scared too? No. <laughs> e, Eva distra- Oh, it's like the Terminator. Okay, okay, cool. Well, check it out. Is that Jack Quaid? Jack Quaid. Are, are you? Trying to mug me of all my midriff shirts? I don't have any. Uh, pops out with Timmy in tow and begins just unloading on everyone outside. And this leads to a chase that winds up in the subway tunnels. McQuaid goes after her. And there's, you know, just firing back and forth at each other. And she ends up starting to malfunction and has all these, like, memories hitting her. By, by, by malfunction, that means the VHS tape yes. recordings that they have to show you her memories keep flashing in front of her eyes in, like, a, a, a fake knockoff version of yes, Robocop. Her, yeah, her vision is yeah. a camcorder, yeah, VHS camcorder. Yeah. Where every time the lights blink, there's, like, a beeping sound, which I gotta say, if she wasn't gonna murder people, you know, based on her malfunctioning, I figure that would do it. Because wouldn't that drive anyone insane? Every two seconds, there'd be a beeping sound in your head. I thought it was heads. great. I'm like, wow, this is how a robot sees. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's what that's what Heinz was saying when he was like, show me some of the dailies. I want to see what I'm up to here. And he's like, ooh, this is the shit right here. T2's got nothing on us. Man, Cameron's going to really have to. He's going to have to like do like a liquid robot or something to top this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was um, her like audio uh, receptors connected directly to her fake heart? Because that was so loud. <laughs> Can you imagine just that that beeping and the heartbeat constantly occurring in right. her head? That's part no. of why she was so angry. <laughs> you know, shit. She's always in battlefield mode. She should be going to the hospital. Like, can you just stop this? Can you just stop the sounds in my head? Oh yeah, watch. Look at her face when she's shooting all of those cops. It's like just like yeah, like it's just really angry. We, we haven't we haven't she talked just, about her. She was just probably happy at all. Like, has anyone seen her in anything else? No, see, I looked it up because I was like, who is this person? So it's a yeah. Swedish actress, and she and she's done apparently yeah, like a ton she of looks Swedish like she's TV. huge over there, and then like has a lead here, like just nothing just, here. Yeah. She, I mean, she breaks into sweet her accent here and there. I mean, most for the most part, pretty competent. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was curious. It was like, who is yeah. this person that's the co-star of the Gregory Hines for this movie? And yeah, it wasn't anyone of note as far as American film. Yeah, was this supposed to be like her breakout American Maybe. role? Uh, more like it was, and she chose not to yeah. pursue it. <laughs> She's like, I, I shared scenes with Hines, uh, Fuller, and Mac- McCarthy. I'm. I think I'm good. They're in the one of the tunnels has, of course, amps up the stakes because a train is coming. She it shoots McQuaid stopped. in the gut, mm. and he manages to get straight and get his arm aim pointed at her. But Timmy is in the way, and then Doctor Eve shows up and convinces Eve Eight to throw Timmy to her, and McQuaid hits her square what? in the eye. This whole scene is amazing to me. I mean, so <laughs> Qua- Quaid, McQuaid, McQuaid is not Quaid to be confused with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the McQuaid replacement. <laughs> McQuaid is chasing her down the, through the subway tracks, 
And the <laughs> there's one thing that he knows that we all know is that she is shooting anybody that's a, an authority figure with this Uzi, just re- just raining down bullets upon them. And so his logic, after being shot already by her, is to walk directly at her slowly and point a gun at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 his, that's his plan of like of attacking her. He's like, I'll just walk straight at her with no cover whatsoever, and just assume it'll all work out. Like that, that's what he goes for. Well, yeah, and somehow it, she it's, like she her just... vision's like all screwed up somehow. Like I don't understand how like the countdown of the nuclear device somehow impairs her vision. <clears throat> It's it's a whole it's a very strange sequence, but and, and Brandon, as you're ta- as you're ta- explaining, like he's pointing the gun, he shoots her in the face. There's an approach and, he, subway and it's like, right how is he gonna him. get? Oh, he ducks, and the train rides yeah, right over him. him. Yep, and that and that shot to her eye, like blood. Yeah, it's pretty the cool. Back of her head. Yeah, like that happens, and then he immediately hits the dirt as the train runs. For a movie over that's him. not very nice. intense, that was intense. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah, this is my other favorite scene of the movie, where it's like, yeah, he's 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 lining up a shot. The train's right behind her. The kids in her hand. Somehow, Eve convinces Eve A to throw her the child because whatever it happens, immediately takes the shot and ducks, and the subway car runs. Yeah, and it, it runs, runs her, her over. Yeah, it scrams her. I cannot believe that Eve, who is supposed to like love this child, she's using her child as a shield, right? That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, because she was saying, you know, she was saying like, "Oh, I'll keep you safe." Meanwhile, the laser sight is in the back of her son. Well, she's also Eve Eight, the robot. I don't know. It was, it was a whole a, ordeal. The thing. Uh, so everything <laughs> seems fine and dandy, but Eve Eight, with a missing eye and arm, grabs Doctor Eve and tosses her, and then Timmy runs upstairs, and McQuaid slides his gun to Doctor Eve, who unloads on Eve Eight. And then with 12 seconds left, McQuaid yells, Hey, bitch! To distract doc- distract her. And Dr. Eve drives the <laughs> barrel of the gun into her face. It stops her with nine I love, seconds I love left. That they, rever- they, they reversed engineered this whole thing because they're like, How are we going to kill Eve? Well, we'll stab her with the gun. Okay, so how's this gun going to work? Well, and that's what yes. they got the gun to sign out. <laughs> Does Gregory Hines' character know that she doesn't like being called bitch. I mean, no one likes being called bitch. I mean, unless that's your fetish. Whatever. Oh, yeah, he does. They, they established yeah. that. Like okay. That, she, that's, what, the whole backstory. that's what I was just thinking. Like, what if he didn't know that that set her off? Otherwise, he's just, just a dick. That's just his thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he treats yes. women. Uh, it's with the movie. So, <laughs> Dr. Eve gives McQuaid assistance walking. Oh yeah, there's this whole joke he has the whole movie about an uh, like not putting an off switch on her, which which what he's yeah, he's like you should have put a fucking which off. Which at switch the end on her. He, he says, "Guess you finally found the fucking off switch, right there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walk up the, they, well, they, they head upstairs where <laughs> yeah. hopefully Timmy is, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the credits roll and we get our music back that should have played during many instances. We should it should have been overplayed, yeah. not bookend. Yeah, because. Yeah, that music was re- really good and exciting, and then the rest of the movie, it's just kind of not whatever. this. I love that this has the spirit of like '80s, '70s action, where it's like even though like tons of cops died, pedestrians all over the place, a train ran over a robot, there's a body, there's a corpse of a cyborg in the middle of the subway. You don't need to wrap anything up. You just have to have the characters walk it off and like have credit start. Yeah, it's like a government fuck up. Like this is all caused by like, it wasn't like a bad guy came to town. It was like, oh shit, we screwed this up. It's okay. Schneider blamed it on the Libyans or whoever's the hot like guy the, in town right now. The uh, like said. the bridge scene yeah. in fi- Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the last line is, "Guess you finally found the fucking off switch." Because <laughs> that line is said, and then literally ten seconds later, the credits right. are rolling. Like, there's no epilogue. Oh my god, that's how you ended the movie. See, <laughs> yeah. is, is he gonna get to a hospital in time? He's fine. He's 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 Colonel right, Jim McQuaid. Right. He got it. He's got Jim it covered. Quaid. Just give him some fruit leather. Put that right on the. Yeah, world. exactly. Put up some fruit leather on it. It'll be all right in the morning. <laughs> we talked over this a bit, but there's what after the whole hotel shootout. After there's a there's a lengthy. It shows the budget, but there's a lengthy scene involving Doctor Eve and McQuaid. They're like in the back of the hotel, like in like a 
like the it's not like it's like a, it's not like a kitchen but it's like a room with like a, yeah. it's like a janitor's closet so it's like a sink and stuff and yeah. like arguing about everything and he's all he's all toast like i need to know every i need to do a favorite tv show it's like this it's like a good 10 minute scene of just them talking in this like yeah room and it's like yeah. wow got nothing else to explore here like, and he's even like he, it seems like he even just starts to pick up stuff in the scene just to make the scene oh like, i know exactly like, oh like, it's when they were at yeah, yeah. the motel like, where they're just yeah, he like knocks down like a can out of the sink at one point, and, like picks it up and like has to put it back. And it's just, it's just such it's like an overly a, it's like a Meisner, it's like, like a Meisner, like a yeah. uh, Meisner technique, like rehearsal or something that like, they just filmed and let yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he's having a tantrum about it. Yeah, cause like, like I have to go tell these men who now has widows and have fatherless children. Like he's just yelling all this stuff. You you don't have to. There's probably other people that are gonna do it. Your job is literally just to stop this robot and that's it and, and, and by the way in this scene when he's talking about you know i to to know uh, more about the robot he needs to know about her and he sucks you know your favorite tv show your mom's name and all this other stuff and then he ends it with and i might just have to know how you like to get off and that's how he ends it and walks away and so then she gives a look like she's into it like she would not mind telling Gregory Hines that information, which like I thought odd. It, it's a weird, like, because I mean, it's supposed to be, like, not a buddy film, because it's not a comedy. Like, it's played very st- straight to its hindrance. Uh, but, like, even you the know, jokes you, are not funny. Yeah, like even they're the jo- supposed to be, but they're straight. Even though you have Gregory Hines as the lead character, the jokes are somehow not funny. Well, yeah. Like, but the like, you would think that the characters would eventually soften up over time, but they never really. No, start there's like no chemistry. There's no chemistry here. There's there's no chemistry. They don't. Here, yeah. I know they relate on like, anything. I, they don't. I mean, they find no common ground. It's yeah. like strictly business. Early yeah. on, she has like has the like you know like what what are exactly your qualifications to be here? And he's like, well, I make a fine spinach lasagna. And it's like it just he says it's so like off of however clever that line's supposed to read or something. It's just like there's and it and it never goes anywhere from there. Like that's the extent. Well, of the, the, the end is like yeah, I guess you found the fucking off switch. <laughs> like wait, what? You guys are laughing together now or what? What's going on? Well, Even yeah, then, what... probably looked at her spitefully as yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, the last line of the movie is just him berating her, like talking down to her. Yeah, it's just he could have said like, "Hey, you're a real crack shot there," because he she unloads the gun at point blank range, completely misses. Right. She, I don't think she misses. I think the gun is just completely useless. <laughs> I don't think the gun has <laughs> like there's another hole in her head by the time he, she gets close to her, but like it just. What was this gun supposed to do? That was so special. I don't understand. <laughs> aim. Were there adamantium bullets in it? Like aim it right at her eye. It was just a pellet gun. They put a, a laser sight on. They're really trying trying to get rid of Gregory Hines' character. Like this guy's a dick, right? This is how we're gonna do it. A pop gun. Pop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look, we'll get rid of Gregory Hines. Clear a few city blocks. Maybe there's some kind of Ra's al Ghul thing going on here, where there was a secret plot. To wipe out part of New York City, I don't know. That would be more interesting than what we saw. Certainly, there there is a point where uh, where they're trying to determine like where she's going next, and Kurt Fuller screams, I, "We can't, we can't tell you yet. There's lots, there's too many permutations," <laughs> which made me laugh quite a bit because I wrote I wrote, I wrote that line down. <laughs> it's funny. Kind of the equivalent of Gregory Hines throwing that the the tantrum in the kitchen. It's like what? Where did that come from? Oh, I like when this during the in the subway, a hobo pops out at one point. To like, oh, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> when Gregory Hines is chasing Eve in the subway, yeah, a hobo just jumps out of nowhere, like in a shooting gallery. Like, what were you? What was your plan Don't here? Don't hit me! Hobo? I'm innocent. What were you trying to? I was waiting for. You a get a bitch, get a donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say hello. Now comes the point, like every episode, where we rate the film we just watched. As we are called Cinema Cavalcade, we keep the ratings nice and culty. Our options are stay with your family, which means you have found the fucking off switch and do not care or want to see evil destruction again. Converted, which means your circuitry's gone a little uh, crazy and you might you might think this is all right. And drink of the Kool-Aid, which means you've gone nuclear. You're armed and ready to love this movie. So, Aaron... How do you rate Eve of Destruction? 
Oh, I I found the um the fucking off switch on this movie. Like, I mean, I the the kind of the the novelty of it and its age would be like, okay, this could be like a fun. In Gregory Hines being the lead character, it's like, well, okay, that that's that could be like cheesy fun, but it really kind of isn't. Like the, the like you, you, I mean, we, I think a key thing you mentioned is like how the score is just not apparent in this film. That the kind of the wildness of the opening credits in the end, and that symbolizes the movie right there. I think it kind of it gives you the impression that something cheesily entertaining could happen, but ultimately it doesn't besides aside from that like big car chase scene that I really like and the, the ending silliness. Yeah. That there's nothing really of note as far as, you know, having this be more worthwhile. Cullen. Well, bitch, uh, after seeing this movie, uh, I think there are a few missteps. We'll all agree on, uh, I thought the kid actually, aside from him, saying profane things if he would have been in the movie more that might have helped a little bit it just seems kind of odd that he's in the first act and then the last act and he's not even in it that much i think if maybe that were like a running thread that would have been good like if it was her going across the country to get to her son maybe that would have helped it would have been a real chase and you know maybe would have felt uh, the urgency more of, of the clock countdown or something but overall uh not great and it's not even bad it's not good bad if that makes any kind of sense i i stay with my family on on this one this is a uh don't need to see it so brandon what how do you rate eve of destruction i i share the sentiments that I, this movie should uh, when you talk about it, when you describe it, it should be like not that this movie should have potential, but it it's lacking the potential it has to be its goofy B movie. Like it, it's got, and it starts out like, oh okay, has that score, oh okay, and then just starts going downhill. Like it for something like Gregory Hines versus a female robot cheesiness, like. This should be goofy and entertaining, but it's boring in a lot of spots for me. Like, it's just like, nah. There's no, like, there's some good lines. There's some, there is some funny, like, action pieces. It just doesn't all come together right. And it's, ah, it's just, it's kind of a drag. And the whole time you're sitting there wondering, how did this not fail? How, why is it, maybe some things are too competent, but they're not. It's just weird. I think we found, like, a weird like exception to a rule or just I, I I look lacking the word guys if you can anomaly that I mean, it's it, like this sh- should yeah. be mm-hmm. one of those oh you need to see Eva Destruction Gregory Hines at the role oh yeah that movie and it just doesn't like how does this movie not work like that it's baffling it's baffling because some of it's here it, it, a lot it, of it's it is, not it's 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 blandly yeah, competent it's and it's That's bizarre. Not, I, I stay uh, with my family as well, but I'm just, it's baffling how this movie isn't a classic like this. And I'm not saying like people haven't seen it. Why aren't people talking about it? I'm talking about the movie itself should uh, on paper. sounds like it's going to be something special and it's nothing. It's boring. It's blah. It's for, you know, I don't think it's forgettable. I mean, there's the dick bite off some, some lines and the, the memory of how, Gregory Hines versus a robot with that gun doesn't work, but well, yeah, it's yeah, it seems like it's the kind of film that would have this kind of cult following, right. and surely someone at Shout Factory seems to believe so. I mean, they're the you mm-hmm. know a studio that that prioritizes cult properties and makes them available for distribution again. But I I don't know I don't know where that I, love I, is because we're not finding it here, and I think we like to specialize some... in finding the joy in seeing films like this. But this is not mm-hmm. one of the ones that gave well, much sometimes, joy. Sometimes though. When you sub-license, you, for one film, you wind up with, like, four more, so you might as well try to make a dollar off of a couple, and I'm sure that might have been where this one came in. And they thought, and they probably looked at it on paper, like, well, how is this one not? And then they got in, and like, well, there it is. Like, if if Gregory Hines wasn't on Ambien, and if there was some kind of chemistry between him and the the lead, like, or the um, the female lead, Dr. Eve... That would have helped so much. And another Michael McDonald song would have been great. (laughs) Sure. You're telling me Michael McDonald couldn't write a song called Eve of Destruction? Come on. That writes itself with Michael McDonald. That's what they could have done. But, yeah, no, it's it's baffling that this one just didn't work. 
If it was maybe if it was it just needed to be more over the top or I don't know. I I mean it's it's such a tricky thing to like because you're not purposely yeah. making a film like that, but like it it, it mm-hmm. just. Because there's like, I mean, the opening stuff, like, you know, the bank robbery and even the introduction of Heinz, like, that's gold. Like, that is stuff that, like, I was legit, like, entertained by. But once it gets into the, you know, the plot, you know, the the main, like, bulk of the movie, it just drags instead of, like, populates itself with, you know, kind of ridiculous lines of exposition or anything else worthwhile. I mean, you said, you know, it is, it's competently bland is a perfectly way to put it because the movie is, it's made well for its budget and you know for whatever it's trying to offer but not but it doesn't have the kind of personality that makes it stand out in a fun way it just has my mm-hmm. you know the kind of essential details that you need to get through yeah, this kind of thing if it was if it was more of a chase i think that would have helped a lot like it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it is help but... that there's a lot of like you know we'll wait for eve to go to this place then we'll get there after the fact and like it repeats mm-hmm. that you know, it repeats that multiple times. So yeah, it's not there's not there's not a thrill here in the same way Terminator has its kind of B movie chase aspect. If there would have been aspect. like a trail that would have made sense to follow mm-hmm. or something that they could have been just figuring out and being a couple steps behind, but it's just too random. I don't know. Like there seems like the 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 redneck guys at the bar, like that should be like oh one of these moments, but it's just kind of the honor. And she bites the guy's dick off that we assume. So I mean, it's that's. Well, yeah, once once you saw that shot where, uh, you know, the, the camera is between his legs and you see her on all fours on the bed approaching him, you knew what was yeah. going to happen. It's, it's weird. Yeah, that, sh- that shot, that should have been awesome. Like when the uh, when her when his uh, friends broke in the door, there should have been blood on her chin. It should have been. I don't know. There's just a lot of missed opportunities. That's what, uh, that's what the movie could be called. Missed opportunities. <laughs> the movie. The movie. Or like Heinz should have played something up more. Like I mean, Heinz right. could be serious, but he could all like. I mean, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to necessarily be like Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop, but he certainly could have had a more, you know, it could have been more like, personality. Yeah, the, the poor- Nicholas Cage would have owned this. Oh, oh God, no. I would have loved oh, that. Oh, this is like what, like Red Rock, uh, Nicholas Cage. Era, well, I mean, like, like today's Nicholas Cage would have owned this. Oh, well, today, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure today Nicholas Cage is seeking, desperately seeking the right. rights for the. Remake. I mean, that's. I, I mean, that's. <laughs> that's where, you know, Heinz would be. You know, where Heinz is at in his career, where where Cage would probably, fit in, would be Modern Cage, and he would. He would. You know, that guy reads the script and knows exactly what type of movie he's in. I take my time training the cadets, but Eve got in the way. Yes. And so, I had to stop her destruction. I was. I was wanting to do a movie a uh, with a robot uh, chasing around. You know. Get on my bucket list. <laughs> so that that already sounds better. Let's let's get on this. Let's pitch it to We're Nicolas like Cage. Cyborg protectors could make could make the the robot a male and call it Steve of Destruction. <laughs> he goes across the country banging dudes and yes, get dick blood over some there guy's beard. Go. You know, whole new meaning to bang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just exactly what are your qualifications, Mr. McQuaid? What's your specialty? Well, to tell the truth, Doctor, my specialty is a spinach lasagna and a very light <coughs> tomato and basil sauce. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be heading to Skull Island for 1976's remake of King Kong, starring Jessica Lange, Jeff Bridges, and Charles Grodin. Uh, we're excited for the new film, and we're going to go back and take a look at what's considered a big misstep in blockbuster movie lore thank you for downloading or streaming in as always and thanks to aaron for popping in for his uh fourth episode overall and second of 2017 already i look forward to when i come back for a 90s film i've heard of before and embrace the opportunity to talk about (laughs) (laughs) this episode has come to an end we look forward to next time but first stay tuned for the trailer for king kong 1976 the trailer that actually trails. It is 1976. The American merchant vessel Petrox Explorer has just set sail from the port of Surabaya in search of oil. What they find will shock the world. We may be sailing into the history books. She's alive! You know, maybe my luck has changed. They will discover an uncharted island that is the home of 
of the most incredible creature on the face of the earth. A creature called Kong. Dino De Laurentiis presents the most exciting original motion picture event of all time. Fantastic adventure. experienced before. With Jeff Bridges, Charles Grodin, and introducing Jessica Lange as the beauty who charmed the beast. And starring the eighth wonder of the world, King Kong. to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the Creative Zombie Studios Network and on Twitter at MyNameIsCullen. You can find more of Brandon's work at WhySoBlue.com and on Twitter at BTPeters. Podcast produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon. Narration by Becky. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf found on the freemusicarchive.org network. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please remember to leave us an iTunes rating and review. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. I'm Kevin Roberts and I've got a very important question. Can a bitch get a donut? <laughs> Now let's...